Bryn Springer! Hey, Bryn, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Steel Springer! Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. Insane Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. scared the shit out of you. I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your home spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Weekend at Bernie's. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Film Springer, the Film podcast about all, about all of your favorite movies and your shelter friend that's never seen them. I'm Tony, and I'm here with... Bryn. Hey, yeah, Bryn. Bryn. And our sheltered friend. Hey, guys. I'm Jonesy. Yes, Jonesy. And uh, this week, oh, we had a heavy film this week, a long <laughs> film. It was a long film. But it is considered one of the best films ever made and won an astounding eight Academy Awards and was nominated eight. for like 11 or 12, I think. Yeah. Um, won Best Picture. It is a 1984 period biographical drama film about Mozart, Amadeus. Yes, Amadeus. Apple Danish, Apple Danish. Yeah, this film did really well, apparently, when it came out. Yes, like swept. Swept the Oscars, but it originated on the theater, the Great White Way. Actually originated oh, so you... in 1979 in yeah. London is where it first premiered mm -hmm. as a play. Um, and then it went to Broadway in 1980 and killed it on Broadway, won oh. a shit ton of Tony Awards. Um, and the original cast of the Broadway cast, get this, was Ian McKellen, Tim Curry as Mozart, and Jane Seymour as his wife. I That's mean, amazing. I want to see that Right, one. Jonesy? As theater <laughs> yeah, people, I was yeah. like, I would kill to have seen that. But the theater, so it originated, the movie originated from the Broadway show, um, which ran for a hundred. Knowing 100... that it came from a Broadway show definitely changes, changes. my viewpoint. It ran for... Nina, you could have seen this in the theater. Yeah, it ran for 1,000... It ran for, I know, I'm just trying to talk. <laughs> 1,181 performances. Tony, how many times did it run? How, how, Tony, how many? What are the, what's the runtime on this, Tony? You know Tony, tell us what the runtime is. I give up. I'm done. I'm done. You guys, this is, is this our swan song. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I can't anymore. Over. It's can't. over. I reached my limit. No, I'm kidding. It ran for 1,000 uh, um, 1, Why can't I talk? 1,181 performances on Broadway and nominated for seven Tony Awards. One for Best Actor for um, Ian McKellen and nice. Tim Curry. And yeah, and Best Director to Peter Hall, who did it. And then costumes, lighting, set design, all once. So it did very well. And the film did just as well with the Oscars. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it won. Isn't it one of the only films where... The two lead actors were both nominated yep, for were Best Actor. Both nominated for Best Actor, yeah. That rarely yeah, happens. That's rarely, rarely happens. Um, F. Marie Abraham. Huh? F. Marie Abraham won. Mm -hmm. Beat out Tom Halsey, right? For Yeah, he for, deserves yeah, it. He deserved it. Like, in your he face. But before we get into this very long film, yes. shall we watch the, the short trailer? It's not How short, short is this trailer? I must ask. I think it's like two minutes, the <laughs> okay, average yeah. trailer amount. Let's, yes. let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. On the page, it looked nothing. Just a pulse. Bassoons. Basset horns. And then, suddenly, a noble, a single note hanging there, unwavering, until a clarinet took it over, sweetened it into a phrase of such delight. This was a music I had never heard, filled with such longing, 
such unfulfillable longing. It seemed to me that I was hearing a voice of God. That was Mozart, Wolfgang, Amadeus, Mozart. How good is he, Mozart? He's remarkable, Majesty. Well, he has many admirers in Vienna. They love him here. This man had written his first concerto at the age of four. His first symphony at seven. A full-scale opera at twelve. Did it show? <laughs> that makes no difference. All men are equal in God's eyes. Are they? God was singing through this little man to all the world. I am working on something that is going to explode like a bombshell all over Europe. <laughs> That was not Mozart, I think. That was God. I can't rewrite what's perfect. I believe it is the best opera yet written, my friend. Your son is an unprincipled, spoiled, conceited brat. Why would God choose an obscene child to be his instrument? One day I will laugh at you. Before I leave this earth, I will laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, so all three of us watched the director's cut of this film. Did you, Brand? Yep. Yeah, it's all three in the hours. <laughs> three hours. It took me conservatively because I watched it over the course of time when I was working and I had it on. It took me conservatively 17 hours to, to finish watch this. the whole film. <laughs> to watch oh, this man. It took me two days. <laughs> I finished it in one night and I watched it again today. So I. <laughs> it was I was working and stuff and I, yeah. you know, because Lena sort of freaked me out because she was like, this is a three hour long. This is all you can find. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I have to start it early. So I start, I was pausing and stuff. I enjoyed it the whole time. I did. I, I did. I'll be honest. I, I liked did. it. I was a little going into the film because I hadn't watched it in years. And yeah. I just, I remember. I remembered it very differently than what I watched this week. So different. It, it was, it's such a different memory for me. Oh, so okay, different, which so we're going to get into. into. This. But, Bryn, before we do, give us a very brief plot of the film. So, this movie is about the very famous Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That, I don't know. That, I don't know what that turned into. I don't know. Um, what was that accent? During the, it's not Christ. Austrian or German, um, uh, and it is about Mozart's time in the Austrian court, as told through the eyes of an an elderly end of his life, Salieri. Salieri. Do you guys remember that um, uh, Simpsons episode where they did it, and and Lisa was Sally Airy? Sally? I no, I don't. To, yeah, they did it with the watch the Simpsons either. Bart was Mozart. Oh, oh we should do the Simpsons. Yeah. We did the um, Simpsons version. Yeah, so it's just about it's like a very, very exaggerated very telling yeah. of um Mozart struggling to install himself in the Viennese court. Yeah. With all of these like traditional Italian composers and, and having a really hard time doing that. Yeah, the film, um, the film did amazingly well in the box office, earning ninety million, and it only cost what eighteen million to make. Yes, um, which is and, so because it's such a niche. Yeah, movie. It's a period piece, and it's not it's, like overly sexy. It, no, I, you know, no. it is not as horny as I remember. The horniness <laughs> level for that's, me was that's not. the opposite. I remember it being way hornier when I was a kid. But yes, when I watched I it, this remember around, it being like, so horny. Right? And <laughs> I, I was watching happened. it and I was like, this is not horny, horny at, at all. all. Um, so it won. Okay, for let's go down the awards it won. Because this thing like yeah, swept the Oscars please. in 84. Yeah. So it won for best picture, uh, best director, best actor in a leading role. Um, went to F. Mur Murray Abraham. It won for best ad adapt. Um, Adaptation of a screenplay, best art direction, costume, makeup, and best sound is what it won. So it did very wow. well at the Oscars. It did very, I mean, very it's, well. With all of the, the Mozart in it, like you forget how beautiful. And I mean, I guess most people don't because yeah. that's why it's like Mozart is synonymous with like beautiful classic music. Yeah. But 
how prolific he was yeah. and how all of the things that we hear and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That is Mozart. Like that exactly. is just one guy that did that. And he was only 35 when he died. 35. Done, so young. 36. I've done nothing with my life. Right. I do this podcast. <laughs> and I've, done done some, I've done some stand up about with dick jokes. And that's it. And that's it. That's your, that's what you're going to leave this world. A couple of dick jokes in a podcast. A a weekend at Bernie's dick joke that I'm very proud of. Oh, yeah. In this podcast. (laughs) So the cast too, there was a lot of, um, the cast was huge. Christine Ebersol. I totally forgot Christine Ebersol was in it. And for all you theater people, she is like big Broadway. Well, big, 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 big big Broadway star. The moment I saw her, I was like, oh, yes. No, I totally um, forgot it. Because she always is a character. Yeah. And she really, she was a character in this. Yeah. She plays like the opera singer at the beginning. Yeah, Katrina uh, Cavallari, I think the name mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Cavalier. And Cavalier. um, she's so beautiful. Yeah. And she like, has an amazing singing voice. I mean, she yes. won the Tony for. That was really her singing? Yeah, she won the Tony for Grey Gardens. She played e- Little oh. Edie in Grey Gardens and won the Tony for it that year. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then the other one that I totally forgot was in was Barbara Bryan. For all of you theater people, yep. she was in the original Broadway cast of Into the Woods and played Jack's mom. She was in this film, and I yeah. totally forgot. She played Frau Weber, I think. The, yeah, Frau Weber. Yeah, Mozart's wife's mom. Mom. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. She came on the Rachel screen, Trash. and I was like, <gasps> I was like, Jack's mom from Into the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. And there's so many people in this movie. And a very, very young Cynthia Nixon. Ooh. Right? I was like, you know what? She was made to play a scullery maid. She was. When I saw it. I was like, believable. <laughs> totally believed it. I'm like, scullery maid. Yep. Typecast. Like, yes. Sad. <laughs> yeah. So the film, when it came out, oh, this is one of the big things with the film that I, I that got me right off the back when I first saw when I was watching it this time around is the accent. And how yeah. nobody has accents. I love they're it. They're all over the place. Yeah. Well, the director, the director purposely did not want anybody to use an accent. They wanted them in their real voices so they can concentrate yep. on their character. Is what he said. He and didn't want it. The, the actor. The actor. thing is, everyone. I and I know that every like every podcast every comedian has done this, talked about this to death. But like, yeah. if you're not gonna do the fucking accent of the place that you are in don't just do an english accent which is what everybody does yeah and it's like you're not if you're in vienna don't just do a fucking english accent if you're in in germany it's not just like oh well english is old so we'll do english and that's (laughs) what everyone does yeah so and i've always said this because like having an american accent is just as believable in austria as is having an english accent because you're not fucking speaking german yeah so i'm saying fuck a lot um, she's in a mood tonight. I am. Let me tell you about these <laughs> accents, and I'm going hard. But Sofia Coppola did the same thing with um, uh, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette with, with like Kirsten, and she was Kirsten like, "Hey, Durant if you're going to cast actors that aren't that nationality, yeah, and they don't have the accents, just have them speak how they speak." Yeah. So when also when this film came out, it wasn't done by like a big um, production company like 20th Century. It was done by Oren Productions, right? Was the original mm-hmm. people, but yeah. and they were so worried that the film was not going to do well because it's based off of Mozart and it was in 1984 and there wasn't like a big surgeon <laughs> of Mozart fans and popularity so they yeah. actually created a music video type of trailer where it was the film but chopped in was like Van Halen and a that bunch of I different remember. um different rock stars at from the time because they were trying to build it up as he was the original rock and roll guy yes. Mozart was. And I think we have that actual trailer and we're going to watch Ooh, it. Please. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. You don't have to play the whole thing, Producer Robert Sloan. Yeah. Producer Robert, you do. <laughs> All right, everybody, I got to have this suit back by six. Let's try and get it right.
so yeah, it goes on and on. But they so they took the original trailer and dropped in clips of David Lee Roth, Bruce Springsteen, Van Halen, Kiss, Michael Jackson, Bowie, Madonna to appeal to a younger audience. This is what I remember. Yeah, that's I remember what I remembered. This, yeah, I this is like when I thought of the movie yeah. when we were we brought it up. This was what I pictured was this marketing campaign, like this video, and it's so smart. Yeah, because he was like. Um, he lived like a rock. rock well, that was the other day. thing. The whole, you know, in the film, how Mozart's wigs are are not traditional. They they're all slightly different than anybody else's wigs in the yeah. in the film. And the director, like one of them's pink, and they and it's one of them has that spiky do, which yeah. I hated all the hair in the film. By the way, I, I know, hated it. Um, they did that because they the director wanted to give Mozart the feel of a rock star. And like yeah. even their apartment that they live in, it has that. It's like way too expensive, and it's barely barely furnished and with a bunch of wine bottles. Yes, and, wine yeah, bottles yeah, yeah. everywhere. Like his music everywhere, like a rock and roll person, like a rock star would do, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what they. I see it. Yeah, that's what they did for the film. The other thing I found I for, totally forgot about was there was no light bulbs used in lighting this film. It was all done through candlelight and natural lighting. No. That's crazy. That is impressive. I know. Seriously. But why? Why would you do, yeah, do that to yourself if why? you... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, why would you take that challenge I know. On, on top of I this three-hour venture? <laughs> Jeez. So, you know, when they do the scene in the, sh- in the movie of Don Giovanni's opera... That was yeah. that. So that it's a play within a play. The way they did it in the film is the actual theater that opera premiered in. That is, is so cool. Yeah, and that whole scene was all lit by candlelight. That's right. Um, and the actors were terrified that they were gonna light the place on fire. <laughs> Yeah, or they the light themselves on fire. Yeah, that's what happens. But I mean, for at the time, nineteen eighty four. I mean. What other film did that? What other film didn't use any light bulbs or lighting equipment to light the whole film, but just use natural lighting and candlelight? No one, because they were like, we are making a movie, yeah. and we don't have to do that. We don't have in, to do that. In the 20th No one's going to notice. Century. No, nobody's going to give a shit. That's, no, the, thing. <laughs> That's yeah. the bigger one. Oh, if it were like cool. a play or something, I think that would be cool. I saw... Um, <laughs> um, what? I saw... The Phantom of the Opera in the Paris Opera House. Yeah. By and candlelight. Sorry. It was not by candlelight. I'm sorry you had to sit through that atrocity <laughs> yeah, of a music ball. I hate that show. It was like <laughs> producer Rob's like gonna kill me. He loves that show. Because you see the sh- you see the chandelier and you know there's like the moat underneath, yeah. and it's very cool. It's like a very cool feeling. Yeah. So like being in the original opera house, that must have been such a oh, cool feeling for them to like film it and the music, it's like obviously I, there were times where I was like on my feet by the music. Like it's obviously classical yeah, operatic music, but I was like, fuck yeah. yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that ah, whole yeah. number of Christine. Yeah. Ever- oh, it's, I the was just magic like, flute. yeah. Yeah. The magic flute, which yeah. is one of my favorites. I love the magic. That's flute. what star Wars is based off of. Yeah. The magic flute. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. The other thing we have to discuss is some Hulse's laugh. That obnoxious yes. laugh. Whose choice was that? Well, rumor has it that Mozart had an obnoxious laugh yeah. based on yes. two two letters from two different women, but none of it by historians is confirmed. So the director was like, make up a laugh. And Tom Halson came up with that laugh, and he could only do it when the cameras are rolling. He's, he even said today, like, he's like, I can't do that laugh. It is yeah. one of the most obnoxious parts. So we are coming. This is our second movie in a row with someone with a, 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 I found to be a very obnoxious laugh because Guy Pierce in, in, in Priscilla. The, <laughs> the. <laughs> yes, it, it yeah. was like oh my gosh, and then and then now this one, then now this one. <laughs> and then now this one. I was like oh, but you know, after a while you find it endearing. Yeah. You're like oh, it's cute because he's so excited. Did you speaking of Star Wars? Did you know Mark Hamilton auditioned for Mozart and he played it in the Broadway show after Tim Curry. Uh, what? That's right. Yeah, no, he played it on Broadway. And <laughs> the director said you. no, told him no, I, because the audience is going to just see Luke Skywalker and not Mozart. God, that sucks. That's what. I know. Um, that's why he has a good voice after these Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's all he does. <laughs> that's what Carrie Fisher said that, you know, Harrison Ford's really the only one whose career was able to withstand 
the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, Brian, yeah. let's get down to when you first watched this film, and then when did you think of it watching it now as an adult, much older? So, when did you first watch it? So, I first watched this movie in middle school, and I think it was just on HBO. Okay. And I was just like, okay, you know, and I played the cello. Yeah. So I was like, I am a sophisticant. So, um, <laughs> a what? Uh, what was that? A sophisticant. <laughs> I love that. Can we get that on a shirt? Somebody, please. Yeah. Sophisticant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am still to this day, I think, a sophisticant. And, um, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And I just remember, like, I liked it. Yeah. And I think it was the costumes and the, you know, I was like, reading Victor Hugo at the time. And I was like super into Catherine the Great and all that stuff. So I just think like the pomp of all of it, I really yeah. loved. And um, that music, no matter like whether or not you like classical music or, you know, what you're into or how old you are, like that music is deeply moving and it just touches something in you that you like on a primal way that you react to. So I think, you know, part of them like using so much of Mozart's music and doing it very well and mm -hmm. having um, like really great orchestral um, moments of it and like hearing the operas and stuff and then being like a little theater kid too, you know, yeah. the whole opera of it. I, you know, I don't think I even like registered like Salieri and all that weird stuff, but yeah. I just, you know, I it left an impression on me. And I think it is because like deep within us, with, you know, that music like really moves us and speaks to us. And Mozart really was a genius. So mm -hmm. having the movie be so flush with all of that, um, it just like leaves an impression on you. So I remember even as a child, like walking away, like being like, holy shit, dude, like that man is so talented. Yeah. Like crazy. And what did you and, think this time not revisiting the film? Was it the same reaction? So over or the did course you of a week that I watched this film. Because <laughs> it takes that long. <laughs> it was like gestating a baby. Um, <laughs> it was the same. I, you know, I paid a lot more attention, obviously, to the story of yeah. it. And part of me is like, this is so historically inaccurate. It's, you know, yeah. kind of wild. Um, and I, you know, I've read books about like, you know, the whole Salieri component of um, like, and their rivalry was really actually non-existent and stuff, but it made for, you know, a good movie. But I just, again, the music was like, even though it took me a long time to watch this movie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. the whole thing. I thought the acting was so good. I thought the actress that plays Constanza was so good. And I was like, what happened to her? Really? I did. I guess. You didn't like her? I was like, oh. you know? I didn't like her. She you said didn't? Like, no, we'll get into it when it's my yeah. turn to talk about this film. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I understand why this won so many Oscars. And yeah. I understand why people really like um, connected with it and loved it. Because I, even rewatching it, I was like, this is good. I'm glad, you know, because I, for everyone who loyally listens or watches us, we did not set you up um, in a great way. <laughs> For, for this, this episode, <laughs> yeah. normally really we sold it to you guys. I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so I know, you know, um, I, but actually this is such, it's such a good movie to watch and the storytelling is, is it's good and the acting is good and the music is good and there's yeah. so many good people in it. Um, yeah, what about you, Tony? So I, I have a funny, this is kind of stupid, but um, so when I watched this film, I was probably in high school, I want to say maybe sophomore, junior year. And I remember I had friends in high school that were kind of film snobs or like the cool kids or whatever. And they were like, oh, Amadeus, like we, you're just, you're just way smarter if you watch this movie. And I remember watching going, <laughs> what the fuck is it going on i have no idea but i pretended like nobody says i was like yes i get it i'm so i'm an expert on mozart now and i just remember when i first watched it just like fast forwarding to the parts they sang as a theater kid i was just like i just want to hear them sing i just want to hear yeah. chris never saw sing that's it um but i really didn't like i was like what the fuck is this movie about <laughs> when i watched it though it's a long time ago and i just remember i love the costumes and i'm a sucker for a period film so yeah. i was expecting like ivory merchant type of thing and this was <laughs> like not that <laughs> it was very different and i remember i liked the film 
but I could not tell you what it was really about, just that it was based off of Mozart. That when I first watched it, right? But I remember enjoying it. I remember the music, especially. And I, it really, actually, this is one of the films that really turned me on to classical music and especially opera. And I remember I went through a period of that's where, like, I was listening to all of it. And it was because of this. This is one of the films that did it for me. But when I was re watching it this week, I was ready to not like it the minute it started, especially when Tom Halston starts talking like, where's his accent? But then I really enjoyed the film. Like, Mm -hmm. I truly, really thought the acting was great. I liked how they presented Mozart. I couldn't stand his wife. I thought she was a horrendous actress in the film. I was just (laughs) like, oh, she was awful. I was like... I remember, I remember her the first time. Something by didn't yeah. You know what it felt um, like? She should have been in. This was in the eighties. I she was like they. She should have been in like Working Girl, and she just yes. walked onto the wa- wrong set and said, <laughs> "I guess I'll try this." And they threw her in a wig <laughs> and said, "Go." That's what it felt like. I, I think maybe in my heart, I was like, "Well, she can do it," you know. I, I like a relatable, <laughs> I like a relatable heroine. Uh, it felt like she just stumbled into the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed very eighties. Yeah. Well, they're oh, all the hair in this it. film. Yeah. Bugged me. I was like, none of it's yes. period. Well, especially Mozart. And then when he's not in his wig and that it's all eighties feathered back and everything, I'm like, no, oh, yes. girl, no, I don't think so. They didn't have that I, hair back then. They but, did a really good job though of. Um, showing the progression of him yeah. getting like sicker and drunker, and because yeah. they showed one scene, and I was like, "Oh, he looks like shit." And I was she like, looks "Oh, shit, shit." Yeah, but I also didn't think the film was really about the genius of Mozart. It was really about Salieri and how he was cursed to have the talent of like a no, a horrible musician. But the like ear of like a first class and he's first class musician, you know what I mean? So he mediocrity underst- yeah. was his curse. He he's actually understood. a really famous composer. Yeah, like, he is like super famous. And but in the film, the way it's presented is like he Nothing. he didn't have the talent to be Mozart, but he understood Mozart was a bro- was a genius. You know what I mean? I mean? Nobody has the talent to no, be Mozart. No. Yeah, well, like it's and just also- not. I think you then see the like crazy talented artist curse that like yeah. with such great talent comes destruction to where they can't even necessarily well, they don't. be, you know, like yeah. the star burns so brightly that it, he could only yeah. live 35 years, you know? Yeah. And it's well, like, the other thing too, is it's like, he didn't take his work seriously because it came so easy to him yeah, where right. for the other character, he was so envious that he wasn't taking it serious, his work seriously, that it just came so easy. So, and then the whole religious aspect of how he's just, he hates God. God. his talent <laughs> yeah. on him and that fucked him me up as a kid. But with the Did lust it? for yeah. something greater, that yeah. I could understand. Well, I was his like, that's whole, me as a theater dork. <laughs> well, his whole thing with, um, being mad at God because God's not answering his prayer the way he yeah. wants to. Oh, I went through that when I was coming out. I was like, why did you make me gay? Before I knew it was like nothing to do with the religion. Oh, but yeah, I remember when I watched this, I was like, I, I understand you. I understand you. Understand you Antonio. I understand your pain. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatching it. I'm like, this dude is so um, self-important. Like he's yeah. like, the end he's like, God would rather kill Mozart, Mozart than make me. And I was like, he doesn't give a fuck about you, dude. That's yeah, what it nobody is. Nobody does. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down. Having <laughs> a you making yourself really important. Go have another bonbon. Him and his sweet tooth yeah. throughout the whole film. Tooth. I love it. Because he doesn't bone. No, the he doesn't bone. The lesson is to you take it. that pride and swallow it. <laughs> right? That's probably what it was. <laughs> you got to get it out in other ways. You know, I guess. You struggle with that. Yeah. But I, I, I know mean, when I'm forced celibate, I just eat tons of chocolate. So I had sense. a boss that didn't drink and yeah. he was like a sex addict. And I was like, it comes out in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Kenneth Branagh, for young Kenneth Branagh, was originally cast as Mozart? And then the director oh, changed his mind. He yeah. still hasn't done it. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, 
the, he the director changed his mind because he wanted to go with all American actors. So. I was gonna say it's the act because it was the accent. Because he's like, I don't want someone with a British accent. Exactly. You can't exactly. Be the only one. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what time it is for? Ooh. Let's start. <gasps> Dolly Parton. Rachel Name drop. I, well, I spend an hour with her every single day. This I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion, Liza Minnelli, Cher, Laura Dern. I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? Like my good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. I hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it, tell me everything. Yes, this is part of the show. This is our version of Six Reviews. It's called Name Drop. So we're going to pick an actor from this film and then an actor from our next film and see if we can six degree him. So this film, I think it's appropriate we pick Cynthia Nixon. Obviously. A very young Cynthia Nixon. Who's a, who's the actor in our next film, Bryn, that we're going to pick? Um, who are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yes, we of have course. to. We have, have to. to. So we're going to revisit this at the end of the episode. And of course, Bryn will probably get it. Cynthia I'm Nixon to Jane Fonda. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious right. if you can do this. I really, really I haven't know. seen anything with Jane Fonda in it, so I'm out. Golden Pond? No? <laughs> you've seen Golden 9 to Pond. 5. No. Yes. You've never seen 9 to 5? I've seen you the out of your mind. You've seen the <laughs> what? I've seen oh the stage musical. God, I can't I've with you. I can't. We have to do nine to five. We have to do <laughs> Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton. Dolly, damn. No, I know Parton. of it. I cannot believe you have never seen. This is really like this is really this is disappointing me. me. This is really upsetting. <laughs> How have you not seen Incredible Shrinking Woman? Please tell me you've seen Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin. She's never nope. seen the Incredible she's, Shrinking Woman. You have Wait, though. Wait, is that when she's in the Rocky? Oh, I have, of course. The man with two no. heads. No, like she's not. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> am I out of my mind? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh man, that, no, not. We're gonna do nine to five. We're putting that on the list at okay. ASAP. <laughs> it's crucial to the to the life the lifeline of this show. We need to do it soon. I'm okay, very upset. Jonesy. <laughs> Let's get yes. into your viewpoints of this movie because you've never yeah. seen it before. Have you heard about, about it before watching it this week? Yes, but I expected it to be much raunchier. See, same here. Did you <laughs> know how successful it was and how like people consider it one of the best films ever going into? No, I didn't know that at all. Okay, so what did you um, think watching it for the first time? And give us what Mom and Pop Jones would have thought of this please, show please um, i must know well i i was dreading watching this movie because you guys really did not sell it no we didn't we did a horrible <laughs> job we apologize <laughs> to you in the audience from last week we yes. really did not set this up well um, at all last week like i was i was telling my hubs about it after the podcast and like tell him about it and he's like why would y'all pick that movie it doesn't I sound know. like anyone enjoyed it so. I, I, what did i say i said <laughs> I, I like a period piece but this isn't one of my favorite ones <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not one of my favorites uh, <laughs> right, i take it back guys. i take it back <laughs> yeah i take it back all right so, Jonesy, yeah, give us I your was, review um, of the film I, I bought the film and saw it was three hours and the director's cut so already with last week and then that i was purchased like, this, this movie cool. Yes. I, I I, well, I rented it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't right, buy let's it. Let's not go that far. Um, but so, yeah, it started really slow for me because I was already like going through quicksand. <laughs> like, why am I watching this? Um, but I actually did enjoy it. And okay. knowing now that it was a play, I feel like I can enjoy it in hindsight much more because. I didn't know it was a play and it definitely changes the viewpoint of it for me. Um, I enjoyed him. I, you know, very much got that, like, this is the Michael Jackson of his era yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, how fresh and new and scary and out of the box that was and, um, and he was. And so the theater nerd in me was very much found it cool and interesting um what would ma and pa jones they probably watched this one honestly really this is probably one they watched on a date night you know like okay it's classical music that seems mostly okay there wasn't too much sex there was a lot of drinking they would have had a big problem with all the drinking yeah um 
Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah, bitch. so they can't have a problem yes, with but alcohol. we still drank grape juice at every communion. So does not make sense to me. Does no. not. No, it's not right. No. It's not okay. Mm-mm. Don't worry, I made up for it by drinking a ton of wine in yeah. my twenties. What did Josie? You know. What did What did you think of all of the religious undertones? Yeah, because there's a um, lot in this film. Yes, yeah, so many. But that I understood. Yeah. Um, you know, when the main character is getting all mad at Jesus and all that stuff, I was like, yep, that all rings true. But, you know, we call it, in my church, we call those crisis of faith. <laughs> crisis <laughs> of faith. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's basically anytime you're like shaking your fist, oh, you God. Like, <laughs> anytime you, you have a rational conversation with yourself about what's really going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're feeling a little bit like Job and like everyone keeps quoting Job at you. Yeah. Um, those I mean, moments. that stuff happened to him for no reason. So, <laughs> yeah. so that, that literally <laughs> happened for no reason. Oh, um, but no, I actually could. Um, we weren't Catholic, but we did still believe in a very judgy, wrathful, vengeful God. So yeah. um, no, that part I clicked with. was that it (laughs) (laughs) i could understand those if you told your parents like hey we're watching amadeus for the podcast tonight what do you think they would say um i think they would have been like oh that is a good film that's a good one to do that it is important in cinematic history it told the story of a historical figure it you know they probably would be like educational yeah so we have failed at the basic conceit of our podcast yeah concept, pretty much which is choosing a movie that tony and i are excited about but lena's parents would hate so tony and i were neither excited about this movie nor would lena's parents really have a problem yeah with it. <laughs> so, way to put it Brand. maybe this is her last episode so, yeah this is our swan song <laughs> So this dear is a Lord. weird episode. It is. <laughs> well, well we set it up to be weird. It. We set hopefully it up last just... week to be weird. You know what? It's a great movie. So hopefully everyone just watches it, it is. and enjoys it. It is a good movie. It is like, a really I, great movie, I thought. I and think the... if I had known this movie existed in high school yeah. and I had said, you know, because 1984, that's, I was two. But, yeah. um, you know, if I had heard of it later on and Brag. been like, <laughs> hey, can I watch? Can I watch Amadeus? They'd be like, just make sure your siblings aren't in the room. And yes, yeah. you can. You know, like I think they would have totally. This would have been one of, especially because they like the whole educational thing. Like, mm-hmm. for example, one of the first plays I got to go to was Jesus Christ Superstar. God, that's <laughs> my favorite play. Is it really? That is my favorite play. That's my favorite You're, musical. I not yeah. my favorite trip play. You hate it. It's my favorite musical. I don't like. There's a couple songs I like. But the, okay, well, all overall, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear Jesus sing about <laughs> Jesus. No, I grew up with that shit. I don't need to see it on Broadway. No, I love it. Also no. saw Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's Those just my first gay. Shows. <laughs> that is the gayest <laughs> show ever. I was Come on, he's running around the stage in his rainbow coat. How much gayer oh, can you get? <laughs> I was in that show. I played one of the brothers. Of course you did. But in Amadeus, one of the things that I did really appreciate about the film, and I remember this the first time I watched it, was because I was really curious if um, Tom Halsey, the guy that plays Mozart, really played the piano. He did. He learned he it did? for this film. He spent six hours a day for six months learning to play the piano. And That's they had researchers... Yes, that was him playing it backwards upside down in the film. What? He actually did that. And get this. So they had professor music professors, I want to say from Harvard or Yale, analyze the film to see if what he is playing in the film, like on the piano, actually matches with what is written in the music. And it does. He played every note correct. That's Can you like, believe oh my it? God. He learned it what for the film. What a parlor trick he learned. <laughs> exactly. The other <laughs> thing, too, is F. Murray um, Abraham learned to read and conduct music for this role. Before that, he had he no He seems like a much better conductor good. than the guy who played. Mozart? Yeah. 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 But well, for I know all of Mozart you, was also supposed to be dramatic. For all of you Disney fans, Tom Hulson was the voice and singing voice of Hunchback in Hunchback in Notre yeah. Dame. 
Yeah. That's one of my least favorite Disney movies. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, this is just going downhill. Just like, okay. boom. Hate, hate, hate that. Hate I can't that. win. Jesus Christ. You know what I remember being a bigger scene in my childhood was the fart scene. Me too. I was just, I was like, that's I remember, it. I remember it being such a huge thing in my mind and this like hilarious, funny thing. And then it was just like a little like pretend fart. And I was like, oh. Oh, this movie is yeah. not as horny or as farty <laughs> as you remember. Oh man, but sorry to disappoint. Yeah, I did. I okay. Let's get back to Mozart's wife. Did you guys enjoy the, who? Let me look up the actress because I can't remember her name offhand. Um, I for some reason her name is Elizabeth. She aged Br- very Elizabeth, differently. By did the way, she Elizabeth was- Burr. Um, Burr Bridges, Bridges, I think is her last name or something. Bridges or something. Bridges, yeah. She didn't. She did. She hasn't been in much after that. Do anything after this? Yeah, nothing noteworthy. That sounds horrible to say. I didn't enjoy her in the film. I didn't. I really didn't. Did you guys? She looked very young. I mean, I I regret. I already said at the beginning I loved her, and then everyone was like, "You're." (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Other question for both of you. So this film swept the Oscar awards, and everybody has praised it. I mean, the reviews are at like I think ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes for this film. Mm -hmm. So it is considered one of the best films. And my question is, what part of the film did you just think was like, "Oh, this is awful. This is awful." Was there a part of the film? I'm always curious in these best picture films where everybody raves about it. If there is a part that you're just like, mm, no. Um, there wasn't a specific part that I was like, um, no. I just thought every scene was probably about a minute and a half too long. <laughs> too long. <laughs> the movie like, was a whole hour too long. <laughs> Every scene could have like been like you could have shortened that and tightened that and just moved yeah. it along a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean so, there were yeah. parts where like Salieri was talking to like the priest, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, yeah. like the exposition is. Mine's you know, just Mozart. Just get more into the, yeah. yeah, I just hated her. Um, but you have to admit that <laughs> last scene between Mozart and Sal- Sal- um, what Salieri. Salieri is amazing when they're he's writing the requiem i mean that scene is so and tom halston purposely was forgetting his lines to confuse um f murray abraham so his reactions of like i can't understand he really couldn't understand what tom halston was saying (laughs) i thought that was amazing but just seeing that where the that character of F. F. Murray F. Abraham, how he is, he knows Mozart dying, he's dying, but he doesn't care. He wants to pull out this last gem. Do you know what well, I mean? But it's also like because he thinks that once Mozart finishes the death requiem, then yeah. Mozart will die. So die. he's essentially killing him. He knows Mozart's dying, and then he's like, by doing this, you will also die, which I'm like, I, I, cinematically, I guess, I mean, that part, whole part of the story, I was like, this is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like, what? He, like, comes to his house in a mask, and he's I like, requiem, and I was like, are we supposed to I believe that? that? <laughs> you did? I was like, like, yeah, that morbid shit. Give me more of that morbid shit. Like, are we real? supposed to believe that this is a thing that happened, or yeah. like, what? Well, in real, I mean, it's in fucked his... up to be yeah. a dad, but I mean, I still I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but in real life, the historians said those two composers are actually friends and very yeah. admirers of each other's work. Fans they supported of each, each other. Yeah. I loosely saw online that he was accused of poisoning him. Yes. Yeah. No, so it was because of this fucking movie. Really it was this movie. <laughs> he was accused. Like someone's like, oh, like poisoned everyone. They were yeah. friends. Like when Salieri went to um, after Mozart was dead, like yeah. he could have um, done a couple of operas. He could have put on his own operas in the opera house. Instead, he put up Mozart's operas. Mm-hmm. He really did go and see everything that everything. Mozart, you know, put up. He saw everything. He supported him. He in the beginning there are some letters that you know Mozart writes to his dad where it's like Salieri is like a little teacher's pet and they don't want me yeah. to be here because you know that's like. After he was established, they were good friends. They collaborated on um, 
something once. So it, it said that they had a mutual respect for each other. Like they weren't great friends, but Salieri definitely poisoned it. Yeah, <laughs> or go to his house in a mask and say, write your own death. death. <laughs> Requiem so that somehow then will make God could kill you. Or... Could have been yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's a fucked yeah. up frenemy. God damn it. <laughs> I've had a few bitches like that in my past. <laughs> Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Haven't we all? But yeah, a lot of my life. <laughs> a lot of them. I one of the things that I did this time around, the character Tom Halsey's version of Mozart is at points gets very annoying. Like I was like, why is nobody slapping this guy around and being like, you dumb <laughs> shit, stop acting like a dick. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, where His wife does that? Huh? Like, we need money. Bitch. The wife has no. The wife has no business sense. Like she is not the like brightest cookie. Like. This, she has oh. more business sense than him. Like, no, you will not do that show for She's free. lazy. No, she stays in later. bed all day. Okay, she was pregnant, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, let's think about what the role for women was at the time <laughs> yeah, before time. we start calling her lazy. <laughs> she was also, lazy. Yeah, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. <laughs> was she, though? Was it really his baby? They no, had six, kid, they had they six kids. Only two of them survived. Oh, man. Lazy. 1700. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. She still annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Do you know what time it's for? <laughs> Speaking what? of lazy sitting in bed, it's time Dry for Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily, shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. It's drunk. I like it. I know. It's great, right? Another. Great. Give me a stinger. Stinger. Yes, this is part of the show where we pair a cocktail and a little nipple that'll pair wow with this film. Mm. Do either of you have it? What are your choices? Brynn. Ooh, that was dramatic. I know. <laughs> I pick like a crystal goblet of red wine. Okay, okay, okay. And then like a tiramisu. Ooh, a tiramisu. Ooh, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, because there always even that Italian desserts in the movie. I would do a Venus nipple. Um, like in the film, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and brandy or something like that yeah. sounds good. Did you know those those um, the actress Elizabeth who played the wife? She those little cakes she was eating was all marzipan, and she didn't know she could spit them out after every take, so she kept eating them, and she oh got so God. sick. <laughs> After oh, that gross. scene, because she, no, she was like, I guess I have to keep eating, eating them for Mars every shot. I know. No. I was like, oh, poor thing. That sounds like the worst stomach ache ever. Right? <laughs> Jeez. What about you, Jonesy? What would you pair it with? Um, I would go with a sweet white wine, Ooh. um, and a goblet as well, and then probably like a, I don't know, some kind of pastry. Like it would be another sweet, you know, okay. like icing. What was it? Powdered I'm a sugar. I'm a da- apple Danish. Apple Danish. Apple Danish. Apple Danish. Apple Danish. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. An apple yeah, Danish. Danish. <laughs> apple Danish. Apple Danish. There you go. That's what it'll be. Bryn, did you figure out the um, our six degrees name drop? I did. No, oh, you didn't. I thought she was going to say, no, I didn't. I know. I was going to be like, yes. Did you? So Cynthia Nixon was in the Sex and the City movies one and, and two, two with Sarah Jessica Parker. Who was in Sarah everything. Jessica Parker was in Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey was in The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Jay. Lopez. Jennifer Lopez was in Monster in Law with Bridget or Bridget, Bridget with uh, Bridget Jane Bardot? Fonda. <laughs> Jane Fonda. Wow, that's easy. I could have got to yeah, that really if easy. I would have thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> this is how this part of the show I know. I am the, I'm the <laughs> Mozart of six degrees. You are the Mozart that. of six degrees. comes to me. You play that shit backwards and upside down, yo. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we're going to get into our... What did we grade this last time, Jonesy? What did we get? What did, I don't even remember because we were so thrilled yeah, about this. It film. wasn't great. It was you not great. Both gave it, you both were like, I'd give it a B. B. Yeah, I'd give it a B. <laughs> so okay. You know, 
<laughs> Bryn, give us your last, your final thoughts on the film, like or your final review of the film and what if you would recommend it and all that, and what your final grade is for this film. Okay. All right. So, you know, my final thoughts on the film that, you know, it's it's such an 80s movie. It it's is. like such a peak 80s, like the stylistically, the cinematography, the co- like even the co- like you can just tell it's like so 80s, the acting. Um, but I loved it. Like, you know, even though it took me a long time to watch, I was sitting down, I was liking it. It wasn't dragging for me. I remember this movie fondly and you know I I got a little bit more into the storyline this time some of it is like unbelievable and it isn't so much about Mozart's life as it is you know yeah exactly um as like an excuse to have like opulent musical numbers but I'm like totally into that so um I you know taking off my my nostalgia goggles like um, yeah. I'm gonna give it an A because an a? I okay I I liked it. I'm gonna move it back up, or I had it at a B right. I'm gonna move it to an A. I think it was very good, and I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that we did it. Um, yeah. again, Lena freaked me out a little bit by saying it was three hours long, and then you know last time we did not set it up well. <laughs> we did and not. I you know <gasps> we did. I, I enjoyed it. It took me out of my stressful days, and I yeah I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. I, Even though it's very much an 80s film, I think it still somehow holds up. Yeah, like, surprisingly. It, it aged in a well that is like, nope, I can still consume this and enjoy it. But the other thing I liked about it is you watch and you're going, yep, total 80s. Total <laughs> yeah. 80s. You know what I mean? Yes. So it has this really nostalgic, and I think because, for me personally, I think because the film was so popular when it came out and did so well, I remember the time frame, and I remember this in the huge film catalog that I've watched throughout my life as one of those films of, oh yeah, Amadeus, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta yep. watch it. It's, it has that feel, which very few movies for me, have that. But watching it this time around, I, I enjoyed it way better than I thought I was going to. Because I had very different memories about it from yeah. when I first watched it. So this time I really appreciated the fact that how it was filmed, the cinematography. I thought the story was great. I love that it's based off of the Broadway show, which I totally forgot about. And that the Broadway, the guy that wrote the Broadway play wrote the screenplay with the director. So it, it's very close to the source material, which I love. And I know going into it, this is not a biopic like to the T. It's very loosely based off of Mozart and all of that stuff. Taught me more about Mozart I know, than I knew before. That's the other thing, the way the character Character um, Solari describes Mozart's work, especially that scene when he's describing it to the priest when he first hears and he's talking about how the horns are way down here and then you hear the the piccolo way up there. And it's just the way they presented Mozart's work in this film. I can see how just the general audience, it's appealing to them. And it makes it not seem so stuffy. And I think that mm-hmm, was yeah. that's one of the big things with the film that I really like this time around is you took something that's typically stuffy and old old world, old person-y type classical music opera, and you kind of turned it into like the rock from a rock star point of view and made it cool. You know what I mean? So I think that was one of my favorite takes away watching the film this time around and just really appreciating the acting. I thought the acting was great in the film and well-deserved to F Murphy Abraham for winning the Oscar for it. But I would give it an A this time around. I'm going to go up to an A. Like when Tony and I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Jonesy, last thoughts on the film and then your grade, seeing that we just did that for me and in Bryn. Um, So I (laughs) Agree that it's a movie that holds up. Um, One of the other things that I we forgot to talk about that I really enjoyed was how how much shade and how petty the rest of the court was. Like whenever he would do something, I was like, "This is like some housewives level shade." I like it. He's like going out in Hillcrest. (laughs) 
Love yeah. it. <laughs> this seems familiar. A bunch mm. of bitches complaining about another bitch. Right? Jealous. Um, They're like, oh, look at this young thing coming in, taking my job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there are, I, you know what it is? It's just the drag community here in San Diego anywhere. That's all it is. <laughs> it, it really is. I see that. <laughs> yep. I see that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I wish I had known it was a how well it was received beforehand and that it was a theater play. I think that would have helped me view it through a better lens um, going into it. That being said, I started at a step, several steps behind, but still loved it. So I feel like anytime a movie does that, like when your expectations are so low and then it's like, no, I actually like that. That speaks a lot to how well the movie was made and how much it kept me going and I really liked the character work um and you know seeing him age even though he doesn't age that much so I would give this movie I my grade has changed since we started the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so I'll say an a minus oh okay Okay. what were you gonna give it when we first started the podcast I was gonna give it a b which is what y'all had given it before um but knowing that it was a play first changed how i viewed the movie so yeah because you can totally feel a bit you can totally feel that oh this is written for the stage you can totally tell it came from a play which i love i love that so with this theater dork in me loves that too right i think that's why it kind of automatically bumps it up a little bit um so would this get a stamp in the in the film spring of passport would you recommend it to uh, other film Springa kids? If I if I didn't know the Oscar history, I would say no. But since it is one of those like classic cinema yeah. films, I would say yes. Okay, okay, understandable, understandable. <laughs> but yeah, that is Amadeus. Should we should we talk about our next film for next week? Yes, we're gonna please. we're like we are going a one eighty <laughs> with the next film. So excited for this. So. I know that Jonesy is familiar with this film, but she's never seen it. She's never seen it. We are going to be doing the 1968 sci-fi classic, cult classic, Barbarella. Barbarella! (laughs) I'm so excited about this. I've seen this I know this movie is going to be as horny as I remember it. Right? This is a horny movie. This is Bryn-level horny. I I mean, she's in a bikini on the cover. Oh, it's... (laughs) This film, I am so... Okay, so Jonesy, before me and Bryn talk a little more about the film, what do you think the film's about based off of the cover (laughs) and the name? (laughs) Let's see how close Uh, she gets to this. I'm guessing that she's either in space or in a whole other world. Um, I don't think it takes place on Earth. I don't even know if she's human. She might just be a humanoid. I'm guessing a bunch of human, different species, but still humanoid aliens kidnap her. And maybe we got the little like Princess Leia and the pizza guy, the big worm guy. Java, the, Java the, the big worm guy. <laughs> Maybe we got one of those situations, but with robots. Okay. Okay. And then somehow she wins and conquers that planet and close enough. <laughs> close sure, I enough. didn't understand. I didn't get the thread of what you were saying. Me neither. Yeah, okay. But it's like the film. It's like the film. We're just saying sci-fi things. Yeah. Yes. She said she's like aliens, humanoids. Uh, What else can I throw in there? Robots. I'm just trying to describe the poster, basically. (laughs) I'm excited for this. This is one of my favorite films, and I own this film, and I have like artwork in my place based on this film. So, yeah, this is one of Bryn and I's favorite films. Like, I'm excited for this one. Very campy. Very fun. God. Very different than Amadeus, that's for sure. This film is so dear to me. It is. I'm glad that I have you very warned me about memories. the campy. Sometimes yeah. I misperceive campy. This so is I'm very campy. I, I have a okay. lot of memories about this film over me the too. years because I've watched it so many times. So is this going to be one of those where, like, if I don't like it, y'all yes, are going to be really oh, disappointed yeah. in me? Oh, this is going to be mermaids all over again. No! And Scrooge all over again. End this friendship. Right. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, but that is it for us. Oh, this wait, should we do what? our grades? Oh, yeah. Have. Thank you for reminding me. I'm giving it an A++. Barbarella, A++, plus, A++ plus. for me. What about you, Bryn? Yeah. A plus plus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Right. Of course, it has to. I mean, each other. I will not <laughs> change my classic. mind and I don't care. I'm not. I know I'm not. I literally just watched this movie a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, when was the last time you have seen this on your own? Not because of the podcast. Oh, I, I watched like it six months ago. I watched it a few weeks ago during work. I put it on and I had it on because I like the music and it's just like yep. groovy. I also oh, I own this it. movie. Yeah. So good. I'm so excited. But yes, that is it for us this week. You can follow the podcast at Film Springa anywhere you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a lot. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. See us every Thursday night live. But if you miss the show Thursday, you can watch us every Friday night at 8 o'clock on Out at TV. Um, we're there. And you can watch my other show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. on Out at TV. Who invited her? That's a fun show. Um, yeah. You can email us at filmspringapodcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Thank you, Jonesy. <laughs> but that is it for us. Next week, we will be talking Barbarella. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that's it. Let me find your music. There we go. Bye, guys. Bye. There we go.